Star Wars 7x7 episode 3527. A different approach is the title of season 3 episode 4 of The Bad Batch and we've got our patented 7 takeaway breakdown here for you today. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So this is our 7 Takeaway Breakdown for a different approach, which is Episode 4 of Season 3 of The Bad Batch. We'll start off with our high-level recap, as we always do. So we are... Picking right up after the events of Shadows of Tantis, the previous episode, with Omega and Crosshair in hyperspace, but with an engine failing, they come out of hyperspace and crash land on a planet which happens to have an Imperial presence, so it's going to be complicated for them to get off the planet, but of course they eventually do, and they make their way to a rendezvous point where they meet up with Hunter and Wrecker. So, man, they are really checking off the boxes of what needed to happen in this season in very quick order. For a second takeaway, I'll talk about the one part of the episode that doesn't involve members of the Bad Batch, directly at least. That is a scene on Mount Tantus where we see that Nala Say has been put into a prison cell. Royce Hemlock goes in to say to Nala Say, hey, you know, all those times that you were processing Omega's blood samples and nothing came of it, but the one time Emery Carr does, suddenly there's a positive M count transfer. What a surprise. Nala Say tries to say this is a false positive and an aberration, just like Omega is referring to Omega as an aberration, but Hemlock isn't buying it. Don't really <laughs> blame him for not buying it. But that business about a positive M count transfer. That's the sort of thing we were talking about yesterday in our deep dive episode talking about Project Necromancer. It's not that Omega herself has a midichlorian count. It's that her blood can sustain the transfer of midichlorians from someone who has them to her own blood, which doesn't. For a third takeaway, we'll talk about Omega because she gets to showcase multiple skill sets in this episode and really kind of teaches Crosshair who she's become in the span of time that they have been separated. She's the one who drives them stealing clothes so they won't be recognized or stand out as much. She's the one who works on an attempt to get onto one of these cargo transports without having the money and without being spotted by Imperial personnel. She puts her gaming and gambling skills on display to rack up the money to bribe the ticket agent. And she would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for that meddling Imperial captain who she challenged and won successfully, but then pulled a bit of a Captain Renault on her and said, oh, gambling's illegal, you owe me some money. And also clocked her for her affinity for Batcher because that is what lured her to the cargo dock so he could arrest her, take all the money, and keep her captive while Hemlock was on the way because in the meantime, of course, they've figured out that the crash shuttle came from Tantus. But possibly the most amazing skill that she displayed throughout this episode is that she got Crosshair to follow her lead for most of the episode, and so that leads into my fourth takeaway with Crosshair. It is a wonder that Crosshair getting into this situation didn't just say, all right, we're out in the field, I'm taking the lead on things, you're gonna do what I say, and you know we're gonna shoot our way out of this mess. The fact that he didn't do that, and for so long, actually suggests that maybe there's been a little bit of growth with Crosshair. 
Although, of course, it does have limits because when they're at the cargo docks and they see that there are a whole bunch of creatures in cages and Omega says, should we free the other animals? And he says, don't push it, which ultimately they get to. So it ends up working out, including the captain getting the comparative just desserts by getting snaked into a cage by some terrible creature. And that ties us to the deep dive episode we did related to Paths Unknown, talking about how the makers of the Bad Batch really do like themselves some dangerous creatures so here's yet another episode where they come into play for a fifth takeaway we'll talk briefly about that scene in the freighter cockpit as they are on the way to the rendezvous with the members of the bad batch Crosshair actually demonstrates something resembling empathy when he tries to tell Omega that there's a possibility that the Bad Batch might not be alive, that Hunter and Wrecker may not still be around, that it's been months since they last seen them or been in touch with them. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely a dicey situation. And there's definitely a hesitancy, even a tenderness with which Crosshair approaches the conversation. But Omega is absolutely resolute as she has been throughout the whole series that everything's going to be fine everybody's going to be exactly where they're supposed to be so the scene in the freighter also is the culmination of the events of the episode in the sense that the title of it being a different approach they were trying omega's different approach to see if they could get off of this planet without being noticed and then they had to change approaches once they were captured and cornered and had to go with crosshair's way after all but ultimately it was a combination of both avenues that worked out and it seemed like we were going to have a really interesting odd couple dynamic <laughs> with omega and crosshair for who knows how many episodes in the season like it could have worked out very interestingly that way but it doesn't seem like we're going to get that pure dynamic because of our sixth takeaway which is that final scene where the bad batch is indeed waiting for crosshair and omega at that rendezvous point even uh, Jamie Treacher, who is the guy who does the audio description for Disney Plus, he even sounded like overjoyed with the appearance of Wrecker in the doorway to the Havoc Marauder and their you know reunion Omegas and Wreckers. Like it was just even beautiful to hear him deliver the lines about their reunion that way. And Hunter's line to Omega about how they had been crossing the galaxy trying to find her, but in the end, she was the one who found them. Yeah, that's another instance of Omega being the moral center of the Bad Batch, which is what we were talking about in our deep dive related to episode one of season three. Now, not just the moral center, but the emotional center, the emotional connection between all of them. And that emotional connection is going to be tested because of who it was that helped Omega get back to Hunter and Wrecker. So Crosshair comes down the ramp and we don't get any dialogue from any of the characters at that point. The audio description says that Wrecker's eyes narrow when he sees Crosshair. It says that Omega looks at Wrecker, looks at Hunter's expression. Hunter's expression is not described at all. And Crosshair's expression, it says that a fleeting, uncertain look crosses his face before his brow furrows and then it cuts to black. So that's all we get. And in its way, it's kind of 
one of the most intense cliffhangers we've gotten throughout the entire series. What is going to happen? Are they going to welcome Crosshair back? Will it be with open arms or will it be, you know, with open arms but open eyes as well? I think it's fair to say that with Omega again operating as the center of the Bad Batch, that she is going to help pave the way for Crosshair to be welcomed by the Batch as a whole, even if it takes a little time for people to get comfortable with each other again. And for our seventh and final takeaway, this is usually a fun fact situation. So Harry Lloyd is the name of the person who plays the captain in this episode. And this is another one of those situations where the you know six degrees of Kevin Bacon type thing is getting narrower and <laughs> narrower with the addition of Harry Lloyd. This is his first Star Wars role, but he was also in The Theory of Everything, along with Jyn Erso herself, Felicity Jones, had also played a role in uh, Doctor Who episodes with David Tennant, who's the voice of Hu Yang in various Star Wars storytelling, and also played a role in Game of Thrones at some point, which makes him one of many people from Game of Thrones who's done voice work for Star Wars Animation 2. So that's what I've got for you with a different approach, which is episode four of season three of The Bad Batch. That's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. If you enjoy the show, you can help it grow by doing just a couple of things. You can rate or review it on your favorite app if you haven't done it already. You can subscribe or like or follow or join whatever the app calls it for you. And you can just tell people, tell other Star Wars fans that you know that this podcast exists for them and will deliver a daily dose of Star Wars joy to them. And you can also support the creation and production of this Daily Dose of Star Wars Joy by becoming a patron over at patreon.com SW7X7. You can join Seth Garcia there. Seth is the latest person to support the podcast via Patreon. Thank you so much, Seth. I really appreciate it. And now it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the podcast. As always, and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. By seven is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyrighted by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.